0: Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and that Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports. And scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are live for another great edition of That Sports Show. Not just any sports show, not this sports show, but That Sports Show. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. This is Impact Media's weekly trip down the all-sport world. Uh, we we hit everything from NFL to NASCAR, F1. We talked some Atlanta Braves, some United, and we finished it up with some college and Pro picks because those are fun, and you guys like to make fun of me for them. Now, if you would like to follow the show, you can do so follow, leave us a question, comment, suggestion, any of those sorts of things, um, lottery picks, any kind of things you want to drop us information on. uh, You can email the show, the number three, E N D Z O N E, at gmail.com. That's three endzone at gmailcom thats 3 zone at gmailcom You can also find us anywhere. You can find a podcast, whether that is Podcast One, Spotify, the iTunes Store, or any place in between. If there's a place you regularly listen to a podcast that we are not, let us know. We will happily add ourselves there. Um, You can look for us on Facebook, whether that is Impact Media, That Sports Show, Jeremy York. Any of those fun things you should be able to find us. If you want to just find the links to our mini-shows, we're up to five a week right now, then you can go to Twitter and look for at Team Impact Media. If you want to follow, uh, see the show links, plus some of my random banterings and other things, I will be at Georgia State later this week, so there will be some fun content coming in these places. You can follow me at The Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram, and uh, we're going to fire up the YouTube here soon as well. Um, I will find you the information on that uh, here shortly, and uh, let you guys know, and uh, I believe that's all the fun places that you can find us. So, let's jump right into it. I want to talk a couple things in the NFL, I want to talk a little bit of Falcons, and then we'll move on. With our evening. Uh, Big things in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay in San Francisco. He takes a, I don't know, $16 million pay cut or something like that to stay and basically be the backup for Trey Lance. Trey Lance apparently is annoyed by this, as he should be. Because I have to echo what I believe Greg Cosell said. If the 49ers were, were 100% on his development and where he is, and him being the 100% starter going forward, then you don't bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. You just cut him loose, be done with it. Instead, they sign the guy you replaced as your backup. This tells me that they are not quite sure yet. They are not 100% uh this should worry a little bit because most most of the time when somebody comes into the league especially a quarterback a young one you're like yeah you want the most ideal situation uh the most talent you can around them um i think that i think that the 49ers are one of the most loaded rosters in the league i mean we're talking pro bowlers and all pros on every level almost every position it's it's crazy i think them being that good puts too much pressure on trade and there's nothing you can do about this and it's, it's just a happenstance um, it's going to put a lot of pressure hopefully he can deal with the pressure because this is a team that could really really do some solid things it will be interesting to see what they they actually do and um, some people say about eight games in which should put you, let's see, September, October, right around Halloween into Thanksgiving area there uh, is when you could see Jimmy Garoppolo. Could be interesting. Uh, we'll keep track of that, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the right decision gets made. That's all I'll say, because I don't know what the right decision is, but just because I share a last name with the owner of the 49ers, Does not mean that Jed York asked my opinion of things. If he ever wanted to, he knows how to find me. Shout out, Cousin Jed. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has been named the starter in Pittsburgh to the surprise of nobody outside of uh, Mason Rudolph, who apparently is uh, the third string. Uh, I don't know why they would carry three quarterbacks. We will see what happens with that. But uh, Kenny Pickett is clearly the number two. And uh, I think Pittsburgh's problem is not going to be quarterback. It's going to be offensive line, I believe, and um, potentially the running game. And. I don't know how their cover team is going to do on defense. Those are the question marks I have for them. Uh, good for Trubisky. This is exactly what you do. You cannot go. You cannot start with the rookie, and then bench him for a veteran. If he has never played before, but you can start with a veteran like Trubisky and go to Trey Lance, not Trey Lance, and go to Kenny Pickett after after the fact. You can go that direction. Um. What else? Um. Oh, I'm gonna do my division predictions. Don't worry. I'm gonna write these down so that you guys can come after me later about these. Let's start. Let's start. There we go let's start with the AFC East uh, I think this is this is pretty easy it's it's gonna go Buffalo because they are a perennial Super Bowl favorite and probably will find themselves as the AFC representative uh, they just man they just they have talent everywhere they are just uh, have one of the best quarterbacks have a really good coach um Buffalo's gonna gonna run through the AFC this year um To the surprise of maybe some, but it shouldn't be, the Miami Dolphins are going to finish number two. They're going to win eight, nine, maybe ten games. If Tua takes a step forward, then you are absolutely looking at a 10-11 win team. If he stays pat, I think you're still looking at eight or nine. If he takes a step backwards, I look for him to get benched. I don't think he's going to get benched, but Miami is a pretty good roster, and they are definitely better than the other two teams in their division. Got to put New England next. I don't like their offense at all. I don't know that they're going to score that many points. They're probably going to average about 14 to 17 points a game, and that is why I have them third in their division. They're going to finish seven, eight wins, maybe, and uh, then Mr. Kraft has some things he needs to think about. And then lastly, the New York Jets. Uh, mostly because, I mean, not because they're going to start Flacco. I think Flacco's going to do okay. But. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to miss at least the first month, it looks like. They said the first three weeks. He could be ready for week four, but that's best-case scenario. Um, and that they do have pieces. They are better than they were last year because you could get a lot worse, but they're probably going to be a perennial team looking for uh, to figure out who to draft early next season. Uh, so uh, we'll recap all these at the end. Let's go to AFC North. AFC North. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I think Cincinnati wins the division. They are super strong. The one major thing they had going bad for them and and, uh, cost them the Super Bowl in a way was the offensive line. They spent a lot of money in the offseason to make that better, and uh, they have three brand-new starters that I think are going to be an upgrade. So give me the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burr is going to be fine. Jamar Chase, one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, they've got they they've got weapons everywhere. Mixon, uh, plus their defense is, is great. Uh, right behind them, going for a potential wild card, is the Baltimore Ravens. You can't count them out. The Lamar Jackson contract thing is bizarre, but I don't think it's going to affect the on-field play. They've got a couple people dinged up to start with, but uh, they, they have a pretty easy slate out of the gate and uh, I think they're going to grab second in the North. Uh, then give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've ta- I talked about them a minute ago. Uh, I don't think quarterback is their problem, but uh, offensive line is, and that is going to dictate a lot of what happens to them. But they are better than the Cleveland Browns that I think missed their window last year. Um, Baker did everything he could. They decided to move on. Now they're in the middle of this. That guy I won't mention thing, he serves out of suspension, we'll see what happens, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Cleveland to turn it around, I think they're going to be another train wreck mess, next year they'll probably rebound and be great, let's go to the AFC South, uh, this one's rough, it, it really is, uh, Tennessee should be the top of the division, I I just I can't put enough faith into it, um, I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to be number one in this division, I think it's going to come down to they're going to win a lot of ugly games. They're going to win a lot of 17-14, a lot of uh, 21-17, those those kind of things. to really have to grind them out. I think Tennessee's got the firepower to be number two. Uh, It's rough because I think Houston's taking a step forward, but give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to uh, battle Tennessee for that second spot. Uh, Jacksonville's going to be a lot better. They finally have a competent coach. They have people who believe in these players and who aren't going to do random things like miss team flights to party with people you're not married to and such things like that. Hey, he's back on TV, folks. Didn't know if you guys knew that. But uh, then, unfortunately, it leaves me Houston. Uh, Houston's going to have some really good draft picks next year, and they're they're going to be fun. Uh, let's go to the West. This is the hardest division to me. It's uh, just... there's There's so many wild cards and factors going on uh, but give me the Kansas City Chiefs I know it's the boring pick give me the Chiefs because they are the Chiefs they still have the best owner the best head coach and the best quarterback combo Um, after that give me the LA Chargers to actually put it together I don't like their coach but I like or their owner but uh, Herbert and Mike Williams and friends uh, they have it going. They signed some really good defenders and some other pieces that are going to do some good things this year. Uh, then give me the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, a lot of people, that's the sexy pick. They think that the Raiders could win this division. They could. Any of these four teams could. It's just they're going to all beat each other up. It's who's kind of laying there at the end. That's If you survive, then then you're going to get it. Uh and then of course Denver Broncos at the end. It's not because the Broncos are gonna be bad. All four of these teams could potentially be in playoff races later later on. They could all have eight, nine, ten wins. Uh it could just be that kind of division. Um, I will recap them all at the end. Let's go to Let's go to the NFC East. Uh, it pains me, but uh, I would be lying if I told you my Cowboys were probably going to win this division. Instead, it will be the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have the best roster. I don't know if they have the best quarterback, but Jalen Hurts has done nothing but prove us all wrong since taking over there. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles to win the division. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys follow that up. Maybe they find themselves backdooring into a wild card. Lots of issues. uh I don't know that Jason Peters is the answer for to replace Tyron Smith, but he's better than anything we were going to come up with. Um, the Michael Gallup injury worries Cowboy fans. It should, and uh, I just I don't know what can happen. They they've got a lot of question marks, and I don't know what some of those answers are. Uh let's follow that up with the Washington Commanders that are gonna do some good things. Ron Rivera is a great coach. I don't know that Carson Wentz is gonna help them much, but I it's I don't know. We'll just see where they're at. I think they're gonna be about where they were last year, maybe a little better. And then the New York Giants They're the Giants. They they got Dayball up there now. Maybe he'd make something of Daniel Jones. If not, Daniel Jones will you know, should probably Sell insurance or something. I don't know. Let's go to the north. In the north, uh, you know, you want to give it to somebody else. You want to try to make the sexy pick. But the Green Bay Packers are probably still going to win this division. They still have Aaron Rodgers. Their defense is scary fun, especially when healthy. And uh, Bakhtiari is the question mark on the offensive line. And uh, but you got Aaron Rodgers. You've got the one-two punch of running backs. In the, in the backfield, uh, Green Bay's going to win that. Uh, Minnesota, very close. They're going to be within a game of each other, I believe. Uh, Kirk Cousins, this is going to be one of his best seasons. And I see Minnesota doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, give me Minnesota. Uh, their defense is probably better than Green Bay's, but uh, when you got to trust a quarterback, you not know, the personal Kirk Cousins, but you, you trust Aaron Rodgers over about anybody. Uh, give me the Detroit Lions, not by default. I think they are going to be better. They are buying into what Dan Campbell is uh, selling, and I think a lot of other people should too. They kind of become popular darlings because of hard knocks. It kind of shows you they're out there grinding, and these guys are are going to come ready to play. Uh, we'll save the South for last. Let's go to the NFC West, which is also a uh, relatively hard division. Um, I don't know if it's chalk or not, but give me the San Francisco 49ers to figure it out and win this division. I think the L.A. Rams are going to be right behind them. I've talked about the LA, uh, about San Francisco roster and how strong I think it is. Um, the Rams, it's not they're going to take a step back. I just think San Francisco is going to just catch them just a little bit and maybe win the head-to-heads. Uh, the Rams, they're defending champions for a reason. They're going to probably find themselves in a wild card, which won't mean anything because they went on the road last year And just torched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I have all the faith in the world the Rams to get back close to a Super Bowl. And uh, San Francisco could be a lot of fun. Uh, Behind that, give me Arizona, who may start strong but blunder as they usually do. I think there's a lot of internal things going on there that we're going to see come to light bigger than they were last year. And then lastly, Seattle. We're going to know real soon their quarterback situation. And I don't think that they have a true blue starter. They're in the middle of a rebuild, whether they want to admit it or not. At some point, you've got to consider a new head coach and or a new GM. And I will pretty much leave it there. NFC South. Last week I made a case on how the Falcons could take this division. Do not get it twisted. There is the open outside shot of that happening. That being said, um, I think the New Orleans Saints have the best roster. I'm going to go a little non-chalk, and I'm going to make some people mad here, but uh, I think Carolina has a little bit more together and less issues, and if Baker Mayfield can have a solid year, then I think they can take number two in the division. I uh, Tampa Bay because it's still Tom Brady, but no Gronk, no. Uh, they're missing a couple linemen from last year. One with a big injury. One retired. Uh, there's there's just so much drama and and things going on in Tampa that I can't give them benefit of the doubt. And then uh, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, they're going to hang around. They're going to do some good stuff. They're going to win some games. Maybe they have that outside shot, but more than likely, Falcons fans, you're going to see what. What you have out of this team, and what you can make it next year. But this is going to be fun. I think you should see Desmond Ritter, maybe, maybe late in the year. But if I if I were them, I would wait till next year. Uh, to recap: AFC East, Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York Jets. In the North: Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. In the South: Indianapolis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston. And in the West, Kansas City, the L.A. Chargers, Las Vegas, and Denver. In the NFC, let's go to the East. i got Philadelphia, Dallas, Washington, New York Giants. In the North, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. In the West, San Francisco, L.A. Rams, Arizona, Seattle. And in the South, I've got the New Orleans Saints, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta. I wrote those down. Those are now public record. So if you guys want to hold me to those later, that's fine with me. Uh, The Falcons do host the Saints this Sunday at 1 o'clock. That is a Fox game. Here is how the Falcons can win this game. Get the offense rolling early, using Cordero Patterson out of the backfield to get everybody, to get the defense to take a few steps forward. And when they do that, the opposing defense, when they take steps forward, you find Kyle Pitts or Drake London or Brian Edwards, who is going to be a, a, a sleeper number two for sure. Uh, you find one of those guys down down the field for the uh, the big gains and the big scores. Uh, the defense, I think they – I'm just – I'm unsure about the head coach for New Orleans and uh, to see where Jameis is at coming off his, his big ACL injury. Um, I think the defense can contain him and force him – to either hold on to the ball longer than he wants to, or to make mistakes, and uh, the Falcons can very much win this game. If they do, it's going to be an ugly game, and it's going to be like 2017, but uh, Falcons could definitely take this one. Uh, Let's go to the Braves. Uh, The Braves trail the Mets by a half game, is because the Mets played two games today and won both of them, so they were able to leapfrog and take the uh, lead back. The Mets don't look like they're trying to collapse anytime soon. They're just having some pitch, pitching issues. So this would be the time for the Braves to really pour it on. I mean, you've got Austin Riley, who leads the team in average with 285 and with 35 home runs. He is an MVP candidate. Uh, Matt Olson leads the team in RBIs with 90. That I mean, he's going to eclipse 100. Uh, Ronald Acuna has the best on-base percentage with 363. He is still... He's not the Acuna of old. He will be by next year, but until he fully heals, hey, he's doing what he can. He's getting on base so that the guys behind him can score him. Uh, And Dansby Swanson has 153 hits and leads the team with that. Now, the pitching has had a lot to do with this. Uh, You guys don't like Jensen so much, but he does have 32 saves. Uh, Kyle Wright has 17 wins. There is an outside chance that he ends up with 20 by the end of the year. That is just un- just unbelievably incredible. Uh, Max Fried leads the team in ERA with a 2.48. That is fantastic. Anything under three nowadays is considered an all-star. Plus, in any era, 248 is good. And Spencer Strider, in, what, in two-thirds of, of the year as a starter, has 183 strikeouts. And those guys on top of uh, Harris... And Grissom, and Darno, and the rest of this team. I mean, it's it's an all-star team. It's the kind of team that you have to cheat to make on a video game. And when they go player for player, stat for stat, with the Mets, they are better. Let's see if they can then uh, turn it around and grab the lead back. I know the Mets are not going to give it give in easy, but um, but uh, the Braves definitely have the chance to win this division again this year and be a front runner. To uh, hoist another trophy, uh, they got a couple games coming up. I mean, they got a bunch of games. They got like twenty-seven games left, or something like that. Uh, let's see. They played today and beat the A's seven to three they are about to go to Seattle to face the Mariners Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That is a 940, a 910, and a 410 start for those. Um, Then they go to San Francisco for a few games before they get to host the Phillies and Nationals here. And then uh, we get into the fun, the last parts of the, of the of the regular season, which is, one, by the time they face the Mets that it's going to be for the division um, Atlanta United Atlanta United they had the loss in Portland I actually had some friends that were at the game there and shout out to uh, some other friends of mine who live out in Portland uh, they uh, got the loss 2-1 to one, the lone goal by Joseph Martinez we'll get a little more into him in a second uh, it was two penalty shots by Portland where they penalty kicks they were able to uh knock those in this was Raul Godinho's first game in goal you can't hold a a penalty kick against a goalie they're one of the easiest ways to score uh he he did what he could um weirdest thing they just there was some things here and there yeah you could say hey there was a ref call hey there was this or that it's just They didn't play a complete game, and uh, they got beat because of the two penalty calls. Um, What came down this morning was that Joseph Martinez has been suspended by Atlanta United for conduct detrimental to the team. I have heard everything from flipping food tables to just tirade to... I don't don't know what it is. And I'm not going to speculate any further. I don't know how long the suspension is. I don't know what this means for the future. I still think he's going to be on the team next year. He needs an offseason to get healthy. He tried to do that last season, and he ended up having to get his knee scoped halfway in. So I think this time around, if you give him the offseason, he's going to look a lot closer to the dominant star he was before the injury. Uh, Their next game, of course, is this Saturday versus Toronto. They host Toronto FC, 7.30 ESPN+. They have five games left. They are about five points out of the final seventh spot in the playoffs. They basically need to win three of those five and probably have a draw in one of the other two just to be anywhere close. It's uh, We're getting down to the nitty-gritty, but they're not completely out yet. Um, we're flying through things tonight. Let's talk some NASCAR. Eric Jones. He wins the Darlington race over the weekend, one of the first times in a long time that a Petty vehicle, uh, Richard Petty, of course, Petty Motorsports, gets into Victory Lane. He earned himself a Petty hat, which is just iconic and awesome. Uh, the Toyota should have dominated at a place like Darlington, but they had a lot of issues and so did a lot of the playoff uh, vehicles. Playoff racers chase elliott spun out early in the race and took out chase briscoe when he did that dropped him some points uh kevin harvick completely lit his car on fire when part uh the front right of his car caught fire and by the time he pulled it over uh about a third of the front of it was up in flames uh shout out to my good buddy matt ridgeway who is somebody who works on kevin kevin harvick's car um I feel absolutely terrible that a lot of your work went up in flames like that because of faulty parts that NASCAR gives you guys. And that's 100% what it is. There has already been a change for this week going forward so that that won't happen again. And instead of changing the part, they basically had to build firewalls and fire breaks around different housings in in these cars, these next-gen cars so that the fire will not spread, and have and tire debris will not spread, making that happen. Instead of fixing the part, we're going to just rig the rest of the car. Great job, NASCAR. Um, Martin Truex, who I thought would be very ironic if he you know, missed the chase because he didn't win a race all the way through, and then he won the next race. I thought that would have been fantastic. Uh, he had some issues and uh, didn't finish the race. And then Kyle Busch was leading the race had it almost in the bag with a handful uh, with what 20 or 30 laps to go during a caution his engine blew uh so he was out luckily denny hanning Hanning, denny hamlin for the uh, toyota cars was able to hang on for second place in the race there that helps him out in the standings uh, which i will go over here shortly But uh, also, third place was Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano in fourth, and Christopher Bell in fifth to round out the top five. Uh, This week's race is in Kansas. That will be on Sunday at 3 p.m. on USA here locally. Kyle Larson is the returning champion, who is also in the uh, the, uh, chase for the cup here. All right, so I'm going to go 16 to 1. And uh, tell you how far back they are, or how far ahead. Uh, Kevin Harvick is in 16th right now at minus 13. Chase Briscoe at minus 10. Austin Dillon at minus 4. He actually made up some ground. He went from dead last to 14th. Austin Cindric is minus 2. Those four, if, if it ended now, and instead it's like two more races, if it ended now, those four would be the ones eliminated. Uh, the ones currently in, but the, here's how far above the cutoff they are. Daniel Suarez in 12th is plus 2. Plus 8 for Kyle Busch. Alex Bowman is plus 10. Chase Elliott is plus 14. He dropped a lot. Remember, he was number 1. He is now number 9. Ross Chastain in 8th at plus 15. Two points ahead at plus 17 is Kyle Larson. 20 for Ryan Blaney. 23 for Tyler Reddick. Christopher Bell has twenty eight. 30 for Denny Hamlin, who capitalized on that that and was able to move up a little bit. William Byron at 32, and the leader in the pack as of right now is Joseph Logano. His friends call him Joey. Uh, NASCAR is setting up to be uh, fantastic again. Uh, Am I the world's biggest fan of this format? No. But the rules are the rules. You learn to play by the rules, and uh, you learn to exploit them as nascar so uh once again congratulations to eric jones um i have no idea who could win here if larson is the returning champion i'm gonna say i'm gonna pick chase elliott to potentially win here at kansas we'll see what happens i'm not the world's biggest chase elliott fan you guys know that but for the sake of picking i will say uh i will say Chase Elliott is my pick there. Uh F one. They just finished up the Heineken Dutch Grand Prix where Max Verstappen was able to uh, it, it just really doesn't matter where he is. He he was able to overtake people in the first lap and just he's just that good. He's just that good and it's it's basically his championship to lose. He can like sit out four races points wise and still hold a lead over Charles Leclerc. But uh, Verstappen, it is, it is his world, and he is dominating like Lewis Hamilton used to uh, a couple years ago. And uh, if you're a racing fan, check it out, because this is like watching Serena or Tiger or Tom Brady or, or anybody that just dominates a sport. Uh, right now, it is, uh, F1 is Max Uh Second place was George Russell, who had a great day as well. Charles Leclerc in third, Lewis Hamilton in fourth, Sergio Perez in 5th uh, some notables cashing in for McLaren in 7th place because in F1 you got to finish in in the top 10 of 20 top 10 of a race to get points uh, Lando Norris for McLaren he is able to grab points in the 7th spot there uh, Carlos Sainz Jr. in Ferrari was able to grab 8th uh, that was a lot further down than he normally is he just he, he had some issues and was not able to recover from them Uh, Alex Albon got 12th place for Williams. You don't get any points, but hey, 12th place is pretty good. Williams and Haas and a couple of these teams are usually perennially towards the bottom. So the fact that he was able to get the Williams machine up to 12th, Alex Albon did a fantastic job. Uh, Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. He is Michael Schumacher's uh, son. Uh, For Haas, he was able to get 13th place. Now once again, uh, you we're used to seeing Williams and Haas and a lot of them towards the bottom. Uh, 13th is good. And also uh, in 14th, I believe, or maybe it's 15th, uh, his teammate with Haas, Kevin Magnuson, who, uh, you know, Team Haas had one of their better days they've had in, in uh, a good many weeks, having both their racers up up uh, above the bottom. Next race for F1 is the Pirelli Italian Grand Prix, which happens this Sunday from uh, at 9 a.m. on ESPN2. Uh, just F1, man. If, it, if you're a NASCAR fan, F1 is, is so much fun, and uh, you guys should check it out. And, of course, if you're an F1 fan, you should check out NASCAR because it is fantastic as well. Um, as far as a winner... I mean, it's, it's hard not to save Stopping, but I will say... Give me George Russell to find a way to beat Max Verstappen this week, and I will take George Russell to win that race. Let's get to the picks. My college picks from last week... Uh, thank goodness for two of them that saved my bacon on this one. I'll talk about the ones I blew. I said take Louisville over Syracuse. Well, Syracuse won that one 31-7. Yikes. I said take number 23 Cincinnati over number 19 Arkansas. Arkansas won that one 31-24. Close, but still a loss. And I told you to take Troy in the upset over Ole Miss, number 21 ranked Old Miss. Well, Ole Miss decided to win that one 28-10. Yeah. Uh, it's good news for, for Georgia State, who will play Troy later, but I uh, really thought the Trojans would take that one. In the ones that I got, told you to take number two Ohio State over number five Notre Dame. I even told you they're going to win by 10-plus. They won by 11. 21-10 Ohio State. I told you to take Oregon State over Boise State. Oregon State won that one 30 Four to seventeen. I'll take it. I'll take it. Three and two in the opening week in college. I'll take it. Let's go to my college picks for this week. Number twenty-three: Wake Forest at Vandy. This is Saturday at twelve noon on SEC Network. Uh, Wake Forest one and zero, and they're ranked twenty-third. Vanderbilt is two and zero right now. They played in week zero. In that, Uh, this is going to be a really good contest. Uh, Wake Forest is a really good team, but uh, give me uh, Vanderbilt, aren't they, the Commodores? Give me Vanderbilt, who are rolling right now. Number 24, Tennessee, at number 17, Pitt, 330 on 3:30 uh, on ABC, rather. It's going to be a fun ACC matchup, ACC-SEC. Um, the Pitt Panthers looked pretty good against West Virginia. I was able to see some of that game last week. Uh, I don't know. I just get the vibe that Tennessee is different this year, and uh, I think they're actually going to beat the Pitt Panthers. So give me Tennessee on the road to beat number seventeen, Pittsburgh. Iowa State at Iowa, four p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Uh, It's so crazy to see this game on week. What are we at? Week two? Should be like week twelve. But um, give me, give me Iowa State. Uh, over Iowa in this one number 20 Kentucky at number 12 Florida 7 p.m. on ESPN this is one of the feature matchups of the week Kentucky is really good their offense looked pretty good their defense was making some plays as well Um, I know these sound general but if you saw the game uh, they're a really solid team and uh, I want Kentucky to be really good this year for a couple reasons but Florida looks like they're back Unlike Texas, who continues to tell us they're back and they're, they're not quite. They're still at the airport, hadn't quite took the taxi home yet, or the Uber, uh, give me the Florida Gators at home over Kentucky, and I would say Florida's going to win by um, over 10 points. Finally, uh, the late game. I always try to pick a late game for you guys. Mississippi State at Arizona. That is 11 p.m. on FS1. I'm going to say take Arizona at home. I think it's going to be a really close contest. We're talking 24-20. It's going to be within a score, I think. Uh, To recap real quick, I take Vandy at home over 23 Wake Forest. I will take uh, 24 Tennessee over 17 Pitt on the road. I will take Iowa State on the road over Iowa I will take number 12, Florida, at home over number 20, Kentucky. And I will take Arizona at home over Mississippi State. Now, NFL picks. Sunday night football on Thursday. That's going to be the one tomorrow night. Buffalo at the L.A. Rams, eight twenty on NBC. Give me the Buffalo Bills in that one. I think this is going to – this is a potential – the next time we see this matchup could be in a Super Bowl. Um. These are two of the best teams by far, with Buffalo being the, the, the top favorite in the AFC. Give me Buffalo, even on the road. Uh, Miami at New England. Or no, Miami hosts New England. Uh, give me the Miami Dolphins at home. I said the breakdown earlier, I think the Dolphins are a better team than New England. I do not knock like New England's offense. I don't think they can score a lot of points. I don't think they will score a lot of points. As something, if... If Tua makes that step forward, that that Miami's going to do is score points. Uh, That's a CBS game at 1. Take Miami. 1 p.m. on Fox, we're going to get, possibly, well, we're going to get the Falcons game. But uh, if you're in the local area, you might get the Washington Commanders as they host the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not sure exactly how good Washington's going to be this year, but I think early on they're going to be able to beat the Jags. Um, twenty-seven, twenty-four, something like that. Uh, Jacksonville is going to be better this year, but I don't think they're going to quite have everything ready to go on week one, so give me Washington. Uh, Cleveland at Carolina in the Baker Mayfield Bowl. 1 p.m. on CBS. Give me Carolina. I think they have more of their act together. As I told you guys, I think Cleveland is going to implode and... Uh, It's going to leave it where Carolina's defense is going to be all over that Cleveland offense. And it's going to be just spectacular. And then lastly, uh, the L.A. Chargers are going to host the Las Vegas Raiders 425 on CBS. Give me the L.A. Chargers. I think the Chargers and Justin Herbert are going to put on a show. I think Derek Carr is going to try to keep Las Vegas in this. and He's going to do a real good job up until the end. I think the Chargers are going to pull ahead Uh, With the last drive and win it there. Give me the Chargers. So tomorrow night, give me Buffalo over the Rams. On Sunday, give me Miami over New England. Washington over Jacksonville. Carolina over Cleveland. And in the 425 window, give me the LA Chargers over the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, that's all I got for this week. So shout out to all you amazing people that make this so much fun to come on and talk all sports throughout the week This has been That Sports Show. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses.